Hello, and welcome to the Tea and Grumpets podcast, the international podcast of brotherly love. I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I am the other host, Mike. And this week we have an exciting episode coming up. Uh, Everyone in life has regrets about certain things, past loves, financial purchases, cars you should have bought that you didn't, cars you bought and really shouldn't have done. Yeah, current friends, uh, Americans I hang out with. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this week we're going to do each our top three gaming uh, we were wrongs. Like, uh, is there a better way of doing that? We'll say gaming regrets. Yeah, gaming say, regrets. I yeah, gaming regrets. So we've each got three lined up. Uh, Going to go through them in detail and mm. just say why we were wrong. Uh, it could be our opinion was good. It was bad at the time. We've changed our mind since. Everyone's allowed to change their mind, of course. Um, well, although on the internet you're not allowed to because someone will backtrack 10 years and say, well, you said this 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> very true um so we are going to put it out there and say these are our top three uh that we can remember because there's probably a lot more that i've just forgotten about um th- that we can remember gaming regrets but first the usual mike how have you been fine man it's the same old stuff uh work is good uh it's been stressful but life is pretty good i got a lot of gaming in this week i played some siege i played uh a bunch of another game which we'll get to but it's been pretty decent managed to barbecue and uh just trying to stay alive how about you uh exactly the same i have been uh i haven't had any barbecuing this week but uh, i've been sampling fine wines oh wow uh, been actually doing some DIY, which is uh, a new a new experience for me. Um, what are you DIYing? Ah, I'm, oh, I'm renovating a room, uh, so I've been actually glossing and uh, taping everything up to make sure I'm not actually putting gloss everywhere. Uh, everyone loves gloss paint. I'm sure you you love it too. Wow, that sounds uh, really so, terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's really boring. Yeah, it but, sounds it. You know. It is. It's just terrible. This is my life now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I've been um, I've been out and about on uh, various walking adventures just to get the fresh air in and stop the old, uh, you know, from kicking in, which I think everyone else has had to do as well. Um, so that's pretty much been my week. Sounds um, terrible. Good. Wonderful. That's and on just... top of that, everyone's still doing jobs as well, which is great. Doing jobs? Yeah, you know, everyone's still working from home. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, are you still? is your job still going? My job is definitely still going, but, like, the, the unemployment is, like, astronomical here. Is it by you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's also terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and you just kind of look around and think, oh, well, maybe, maybe it will get better. But uh, yeah. who knows if economies... You just don't know. We just don't know. I know. It's um, not getting better, okay? Sorry. It's not for yeah. a long time. No, I'd say my, my, my best advice at the moment would be go and watch The Walking Dead uh, every season of it and just get used to that kind of lifestyle because <laughs> that's what's coming that's up. That's what it is. You know? <laughs> better stock yeah, up but... on something. Stock up on books or <laughs> find a new hobby. You know? Yeah, find, find a new hobby or just prepare for the lockdown. Yeah, and um, or renovate with yeah. gloss. I mean, you know, that's all. It, it's going to be fun, whatever happens. Yeah, can't wait. 
Sounds thrilling. Yep. Oh, God. So, but with that little bit of misery out of the way, uh, there was something very exciting this week I want to talk about. Um, and, you know, the whole console wars. I just did the quotation marks. Wow. Yeah. Um, PlayStation. Well, actually, it wasn't PlayStation. It was Epic Games. Uh, dropped a demo of the Unreal Engine 5 running on confirmed PlayStation 5 hardware. Uh, the demo was about 18 minutes long, and it was a, a game that looked very similar to a Tomb Raider-style game. Did you think Tomb Raider when you saw it? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that that's literally what it looks like. So With uh, the two Epic Game chaps taking you through the actual game and running on the PS5 hardware, just kind of showing you what the console and the engine, to be fair, it's all about the engine that drives it, um, what the, the, it was actually capable of. And considering I sat through um, half an hour of Xbox reveals uh, last <laughs> week and I came away nonplussed, just not impressed at all and then you got uh, Tim Sweeney comes on and he goes this is what PlayStation 5 is capable of oh yeah he's our Unreal Engine 5 we're just running this and they take you through they were quite nonchalant about what it was actually capable of but they were taking you through this game and for the first time in years Mike I had my jaw dropped when I saw it why? to the point of I can't I, it was just stunning I looked at my PC and I was like I haven't even seen that on my PC hmm like and to be fair it is a tech demo so they were doing what it's capable of but i was stunned by it i was like god that's what it can do that's what it can look like and even though they are running so i know it's not a full game but it did show me what games could potentially look like and this this thing was incredible um it looked like something out of uh the freaking like the Mandalorian with the how good it is that you just you just accept it as reality. Well, um, it looks. The bottom line is for people that haven't seen it, it looks like real life. It looks yeah. exactly like real life. Um, it, it was shot in a cave, or that's the scene we were looking at, and it is like you're in a cave. It's they did all the tech garbage, which I don't care about. Thirteen million megapixel, what up? It's real life. Video games, at least in this demo, look like real life now. So that is something that, within the first five seconds they showed that, I said, Xbox is dead. Yeah, In terms of, like, comparison to last week's presentation. I'm just going, this isn't even PlayStation. This is, this is just Epic showing an engine as to what it can do. And it, it, it looks like real life. It's absolutely incredible. It's beautiful. And that's what I think of when I think of the next uh, generation of video games, you know? Absolutely. This is what I thought of as a kid. But, you know, Glenn, every time we have a new console, we're like, this is it. This is amazing. Like, so, yeah, you know, I, I was very surprised. It looks phenomenal. But I'm skeptical because that's me. And, yeah. hey, I, I don't, don't think. I don't believe it was run on a PlayStation 5. Sorry. I, I, I do believe it's running on a PlayStation 5. I, I don't think you're going to be getting games like this for two to three years because they're going to have to get they're going to have to get used to how to code for the console. I um, don't believe it. I it wasn't even the actual think. spec of it. It wasn't even that. It's like it's running at 1440p, which is not even 4K. 
Um, yeah. You know, it's it's half, it's two K pretty much, but it did look stunning. I mean, it was it was the light and how that was interacting. Uh, See, I don't care about the light. Like that. I couldn't care less about the light. I, I cared about how it looks. It looks great, and it, like again, the same thing with artists. Like, I don't care how many hours you took to do it. It's that's awesome. That's impressive. Like, this is an impressive video. And then they showed the the, the light tracing, and I go, cool. I don't care. I just want to play a game. So, this this was meant for nerds, like mm -hmm. hardcore nerds. I'm a gamer. I don't care about your ray tracing uh, things. Like, this was awesome. This looks great. But I truly don't believe we will see a game like this. Like, for years, as you said. I mm -hmm. think the true reveal will come when PlayStation starts showing their games and they look like a pile of garbage compared to this. Or will they look like this, Glenn? What do you think? I, I, this is the thing. I mean, have you seen have you seen The Last of Us Part 2? That's running on the PS4. Yeah. Uh, that looks stunning. Yeah. It I even put in like God of War, the new one on PS4, and that looks still that looks stunning. Look you go, Christ! Now, yeah. PlayStation, probably more than Xbox, they're aware their their fans will kick off if you give bad visuals. Yeah, and they, they always try and make sure they have polish, 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 polish. So I think what you're going to have is when Xbox show off Halo Infinite. And the next Gears of War, whatever. And you're going to have PlayStation start showing off their stuff. I think you're going to have... It's going to be a battle of visuals, I think. It has I to really be. Do. You're you're touting next-gen. I want next-gen graphics. You know, I, I want to be wowed. I want to buy this console and say, I am playing basically real life in a virtual world. Mm -hmm. I want it to look as beautiful as real life. That's the whole point. Of playing a video game is to get lost in the immersion. I'm sorry, I can't do that with 16 or 8-bit graphics and go, oh, I'm so immersed in this world. Yeah, it looks like a cardboard cutout. This, I'm watching it right now, it's like you're literally there. And on a huge screen with surround sound, yeah. forget about it. So, who's going to do it better? I don't know, but this was pretty darn impressive, Glenn. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed. I mean, what Xbox needs to come out with now is to show... Uh, I don't know, a video of Master Chief in the new Halo, in his rainstorm with water dripping off and staying on his yeah. suit, running around. They need light flares going off. They need to actually make you go, God, that looks like something's just walked out of the MCU. Yeah, and that's what I said. The second I saw this, I said, if this is true, I will buy this console. And right now, Xbox doesn't have that. So, no. again, it was third party, but whatever. Like, show off a tech demo. Show us what it can do. So... But yeah, this this was awesome. Still don't know what the PS5 looks like, right? No clue. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen what the developers' ones look like, and they are ugly. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all we have is a controller officially, so. But yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't I don't think the, the the developer ones will be what we get because uh, no one would want that onto their TV. No, I mean, I hide all my consoles, so I don't have to look at them anyway. So yeah. But yeah, no, impressive stuff. Impressive stuff. So. But man, uh, did you play any games this week, Len? Uh, I have been playing games this week, actually. I have been delving into um, virtual reality. We're going to get to that. that. That's crazy. We are going to get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, have been delving into VR, and uh, we'll cover that later. Yeah, I heard some crazy news this week that made me uh, cry like a schoolgirl. That uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are being remastered, and it's coming in September. And I, I, I want to cry. It looks so good, Glenn. It, it's like... What's it coming on? Uh, pretty much everything. 
Um, okay. Yeah. But, it, of course, they couldn't get all the musical rights, like uh, Public Enemy and Anthrax, they, they couldn't get. But, like, 99% Goldfinger's on it with Superman. Like, my inner child is so happy because, dude, that is, like, the greatest, the second greatest skating game ever made. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's coming out. That's going to be good. Did I, I told the story, but I'm going to tell it again because I'm a pain in the ass. <laughs> when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out... Uh, it, there was a demo. You could only get it in a magazine, and it was like a rare one. It wasn't GamePro or anything. I went to every freaking store to find that stupid demo disc. Couldn't find it. One day, I was in my friend in Great Neck, which is a place in Long Island, eating dinner. And on, like, as you walk in, there was a magazine rack. There it was. And I'm going, okay, there's no way there's a disc in it. There was the disc. I took it. I took it home, I asked them first, and I broke the, broke the demo. I beat, beat the million points. Like, right then and there, I was uh, a fan for life. So I am so excited for that. Sorry for the rant, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, amazing. Come At back. this point, I'm, I am going to insert a uh, flashback sound sequence. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There's going to be another one coming up when we get to our regrets that I'm going to need you for. But let, let's get into it, man. Regrets. Okay. I have a lot of them. You know, uh, I'm sure you do too, like glossing uh, a day away. But games, there's a lot of things that I have talked crap about, continue to talk crap about, and then get educated on it and go, oh, crap. <laughs> and that's how this all started. I texted Glenn and I said, man, I'm going to have to eat crow this week because a certain game I played is actually really good. And that got our brains thinking too, well, um, maybe there are other games that we didn't give a fair shake and, uh, or, or things in gaming we didn't give a fair shake. Now, I've thought for about two or three days about this, and mm -hmm. I'm still not like completely sold on my list, so I have some runners-up as well. But, um, yeah, let's eat some crow, Glenn. <laughs> let's do okay. this. So, uh, who wants to start? Do you want to go? Oh, uh, no, no, you, you, sure. Okay. You, you okay, go no. ahead. All right, I'm going to say my first regret, and it was on this podcast, I absolutely slated this on. <laughs> Is PlayStation VR. <laughs> okay. Yes. To those yeah. that haven't listened to it, uh, <laughs> what were the, your initial thoughts on PSVR? I actually called it, I said it was complete trash. It doesn't work properly. It's not immersive at all. Uh, I said the actual games running on it were rubbish. Um, <laughs> I said that the control system's stupid. To be fair, this was about three years ago. <laughs> um Fair I enough. said the control system's stupid. I said, why would anyone want this? Uh, this is going to be an abysmal failure. And um, in some mad, desperate, I'm sure it was due to isolation and me just wanting to escape reality. And also not wanting to sink, you know, £700 slash $1,000 on a Vive. Um, I went out and bought PSVR. Uh, I bought the Mega Pack, which came with Skyrim, Resident Evil 7, oh. Everybody's Golf. Um, Astrobot and VR Worlds. And how much was this? Uh, it was £299. Okay. Which is about $400, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Um, yep, I got it delivered. I set it up on my PlayStation. How um, was the setup? Was it a nightmare or you just plug in and play? No, it's, it's, it was so easy. It's, it's such an easy setup. Okay. Uh, you literally plug, you got, you got the processing box, you plug your, your HDMI cable in there. You plug it into the TV if you want people to see what you're doing. You sit, you set your camera up, you calibrate the lights. It's all based on light tracking as opposed to uh, the pinging method. 
Okay. Um, and then you either stand or sit and you start playing your game. Um, I initially started on uh, Skyrim. And I think I, was, I messaged you about that, actually. Yeah. I just said, God, this is awful. These controls are terrible, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did my usual thing. I'm making a complete assumption straight away, which I must stop doing. Then started going on Reddit and just typed in Skyrim VR controls. And there was this forum with hundreds of posts on there on why the default setup is terrible. And you need to do this to get the proper Skyrim experience. And basically, how they've set it up is that in the default experience, when you're turning it will snap rather than turn. And this mm-hmm. is to prevent motion sickness. Now, one of the guys on there said, if you actually turn that off and set the um, two certain effects up, that you can use the controller, so I haven't got move controllers yet, mm-hmm. um, you can get a proper VR experience. But they did recommend sitting down. <laughs> they sure. said, because you will get motion sickness. And I was like, yeah, I probably won't. Like, Ten minutes later, I wanted to throw up. Really? Um, See, I never get motion yeah, sickness. Because like... my brain my brain was being tricked by the, the input. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I need to sit down. So I sat down, and I've been playing Skyrim again. This for I played it probably most of, most of Friday night. Wow. I was sitting back in Skyrim. And it's a completely new experience. It really is. Just seeing that dragon at the start land and you're standing there waiting to be executed and you look up at this dragon and it's just like having that natural feel of being able to go just look up and go, oh my God, that's the dragon. Yeah. And um, the graphics, they're not, you know, these are graphics from 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, but you do find your brain is more forgiving if you're more immersed on the graphics. Mm. And I'm kind of thinking, God, what is this thing going to be like? five ten years time when they can process lifelike graphics into this so, um, so you've you've turned your opinion around huh my opinion is spun around on this what uh, made you the pull point, the trigger like um I, I think it really was boredom okay I'm really doing and i saw i saw someone else um uh in the house i'm in with it i kind of had a quick go and i was like yeah and then i started reading about you can actually Hook your PSVR up to PC, and it works quite well, hmm. um, which is actually true as well. Uh, so I played Skyrim, and that was amazing, absolutely amazing to play that in VR, incredible. Then I played uh, Resident Evil 7 in it, hmm. and uh, God, um, if you like horrors, <laughs> that that gives you something new to think about playing VR um resident evil playing a horror game in vr nice um i'd say at the two experiences on there i'd say actually there is a third one as well uh but resident evil 7 was something special to the point of i was nearly falling out of a chair when i had like a a jump scare Mm. um yeah basically i think if you want to be terrified put a vr headset on and play a game like that because your brain will just accept it it'll just Mm. accept it as reality or semi-reality or basically you will trick your brain into your senses into thinking that's what you're seeing hmm. um to the point like it's weird because it's, it starts like god what if i took this off <laughs> and it was still there or something <laughs> uh that that was that was the terrifying thing about it and it was that and i also played star trek bridge crew and for any star trek fan it is the ultimate fantasy um you basically play as one of four positions on a ship, you'd be captain, helm, 
weapons or engineering. And they've got procedurally generated missions. They've also got a storyline in there as well. And again, that's crazy because um, it was like my little little kid again. I put this headset on and I was actually looking around the bridge of the Enterprise, you know, William Shatner's Enterprise. And uh, I was just like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. I was like, this is absolutely crazy. I can just look around and I'm interacting. And, you know, if it's silly things like I leaned in the chair and I looked down and the arm was leaning down as well, like my mm. virtual avatar. And, um, yeah, I was very surprised to the point of I had to stop myself actually buying <laughs> a Vive or an Oculus. Um, I was actually like, Do you know what, I might just get one for the PC, like a proper one. Uh, but I'm going to see how I get on with this, because this does work very well on the PC as well. Yeah, I, I saw it. It looks, it looks good. And it's 350 here, so... But I don't know. I, I'm still skeptical. I, I want to play VR just to see what it's like, but uh, I'm happy that you switched your opinion on it because uh we both bashed it i'm still bashing it i'm going no it can't look good you know so but i guess until you have your hands on it it's a different story and now there's enough titles when it launched there was like yeah. golf you know like who cares yeah. but and that's the problem when it launched there was nothing yeah so all right mm. very interesting one more thing yes i must actually say about this gran turismo sport um that that's one of the best things i've ever played ever and i'm not a big racing game fan but yeah we talked about being, it last week yeah yeah just being in that car in vr is crazy cool absolutely crazy i mean i can you know i'd say it's not it's not the greatest visual quality it's not going to be like a vive quality but for the price range and the price point it's probably the best the best bet you'll get um to start with and plus you have cool little things like we could hang out socially in it as well Great, just what I want to do. Socially distance and then chill with you in VR. Yeah, okay. Sounds lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what have you got on your list, Mike? Well, mine is kind of a recent one and uh, one that I destroyed, I think, last week or even the week before. But uh, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And to my ignorance, which I will fully uh, embrace, uh, I didn't really remember the difference between Odyssey and Origins. Origins is the Egypt one, and Odyssey is the Greek one. So uh, it's really good. And again, this goes back to me saying, well, you can't really get into Assassin's Creed if you don't care about the world, okay? So I was proved way wrong this week. I don't care. I don't know. It's all Greek to me, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Terrible. Like, I don't know anything about, <laughs> anything about Greece, you know? Like, I, you know nothing so i went in and i don't know why but uh i just started playing and the combat's fun we're gonna get to that but all of a sudden there's a story and the story with cassandra was incredible i mean it it was a trope of course just like all video games but it made me care I didn't care I was in Greece. And then in the meantime, I'm learning all these freaking names, Herodotus and all this stuff that I had no clue. So mm-hmm. I want to like flip my script and say, you know, just because you have, I have no, no interest in that world or complete ignorance. Um, these games still are learning experiences and can help make you appreciate something you would have otherwise not. So I'm going in now that the story has hooked me. Um, and I don't want to spoil it because it's a good story. It's it's a classic one. Um, I, I'm like invested in. I'm nine hours in, out of a hundred hour game, and it, it's something fun that you can pick up and do. But uh, one thing that 
I'm still upset about, and it's my own fault, is the controls for the game. Every mm. attack is with the, the right trigger, and that trigger triggers my, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, tendonitis. So I can't play that game longer than an hour or two without my arm flaring up into the size of a ball. And I haven't figured out a way to remap the controls. But uh, I'm really enjoying it, and I don't care about Greece at all, and now I'm starting to. So this is a case of just ignorance, blind ignorance, um, you know, and I think it's really good. Uh, now I'm starting to question myself with the other Assassin's Creed games I didn't like, like Origins, like Egypt. I don't care about Egypt. What, what relationship do Egypt and I have, you know? So I, I might be doing the opposite of you and working backwards through them. But I, I think Odyssey is going to get me through uh, until Valhalla, honestly, because, Glenn, the size of this game is astronomical. Like, I've never seen a game this big or a game that makes you feel so small, like there's so much yeah. to do. It's really good, so I'm gonna stick with it. And the pro the progression in this game is really fair. Um, they give you a ton of stuff. Like, just you're always upgrading something. And it, like, if it says level 11, which is where I'm at, you're finding a level 11, and you feel like, oh, I could die. Like, oh, I could barely win. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna reverse my stance on Assassin's Creed. Uh, generally, the games that. I'm not interested in, or I'm ignorant to, and I'm going to say okay. I'm going to jump back into them and uh, try and go in with an open mind as opposed to condemning it. So that's my number, whatever, one. So do you think this will be, you'll do a complete replay of all of them, or you're just going to go through and see I don't how know, you get man. on? You know, I'm going to take it one game at a time, and uh, you know, like last night I played for five hours, and like I got to a point, and there's this fortress, and it was just so big there was close to 30 enemies and i'm going god i have to like silently creep and then like attack this guy and then wait and mm -hmm. and uh i don't know if mentally i could or physically get through all of these games because they're so massive so i'm just going to try and focus my energy on one game which is really hard for me even before the podcast started i'm like glenn i'm gonna buy another game <laughs> you know so uh, i'm gonna just try and stick with this one and then at the end of it if i even get to the end of it which i never have then I'll go back. I mean, I've been watching this uh, professional wrestler stream every day from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. And she's been doing this for a, a week and a half, two weeks, and she's still not even halfway through. So they, I play it one to two hours a day. This is going to take me a year. So, but um, I forgot what, what your question. A year. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it was, it was basically, uh, you know, is this, going is back. This Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Do the whole lot, or are you just going to? I'd um, like to. Actually... It depends how long the lockdown goes. To be honest, if we're well, still this is never ending. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're still here in a year, then yeah, but you know, then I might have got through too. But yeah, I think over the summer, when I don't have any obligations really, I'm gonna just sit down and play this like until I beat it. Mm -hmm. So, but this, yeah, I think. Um, but again, think, my AD, uh, ADD comes out. And I'm like, well, what about Last of Us too? What about this and that? And it's just like, uh, uh -huh. yeah, settle down, Mike. Settle down. Focus. Not a squirrel, focus. So, <laughs> yeah, but everyone, I mean, I've gone through, and even recently, I, I actually went and bought a couple of Assassin's Creed games. And not because I have any plans on playing them soon, but get this, yeah. because I knew I didn't own them. Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, we both have that uh, mental illness of, yeah. well, you know, I had them all on console. And then I started getting them on PC for whatever. Mm -hmm. Then I backtracked and said, no, now PC is my master console. And I had to buy yep. them again. So I'm with you, man. Yep. 
No, that's it. I've gone through and uh, I mainly buy everything on PC. Yeah. And I'm, I only actually buy exclusives on console now. Yeah, no, of course. Which that makes sense. Probably so. the best way to be. True. Probably so, the best way to be. Number two, Glenn. Let's hear it, my man. What right, you got? Number two. Ooh, what do I go for first? I'm going to go for one of your... And I, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm going to go for Sea of Thieves. It um, was a runner-up for me, Glenn. It was a runner-up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you on this one. We both... Yeah. Uh, me, me more so. <laughs> I was irate because I bought the damn art book. But, um, yeah, no. <laughs> we got to tell the story. I mean, we got to tell the story. Yeah, go on, story. tell the story. It's, it's been a... We have to do a flashback. It's, we it's do. A and ago. there's going to be another flashback as well. But <laughs> So this game, Sea of Thieves, came out, which is a pirate game that looks like uh, it was drawn, you know, like in cartoon style. And I was like... I love the art the, style. Well, now I do, yes. But I'm like, dude, Glenn, this is the best game that's ever made. This is going to be the best game. I cannot wait for this. Pre-order it. Let's get it. So much so I was into it that I ordered the art book, which, as my friends know, I don't care about art. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I am too ignorant to, like, see the beauty in art. So, But this game, forget about it. I got the art book. So mm-hmm. <laughs> game comes out. There is literally nothing to do. There's like nothing to do. And a month goes by. No mm-hmm. art book. Two months go by. No art book. Like five months go by. And I'm like, you know what? I forgot about this game. Screw this game. And I email them repeatedly. I'm like, listen, I gave you like 70, 80, 90 bucks for a freaking art book. How long I got to wait? They emailed me back like, oh, it's coming. And I email back when? Christmas. Okay. So like... <laughs> Eight months later, after this game is dead in the water, um, I get the art book. It's signed. And they gave me a free tote bag. How lovely of them for my weight. Which, like, I I know I sound like a Karen right now, like, complaining. Which I am. Like, I totally get that. So, to this day, (laughs) that art book sits inside that tote bag, like, under my couch, never having opened it. Never done anything with it. I, I, I was so disappointed with the game that I didn't care about the art even less that I already didn't care about the art. I was so pissed off. So it's still sitting under my couch, waiting one day when I give it another chance. But, <laughs> and I did. And guess what? Glenn and I and his wonderful son had a great time playing. Now that I've hijacked yours, I'm going to shut my face and you talk. <laughs> no, I, I think I actually agree with you because uh, this, was, this was a game, same story. I went to EGX in 2017, right. I think. Mike knew... Uh, see if these is there it's being shown by Rare yes so in I went and uh, you were like you've got to go on this game you've got to go on this game yeah and I, I tried it and I was like yeah it's okay <laughs> it's okay I guess he's I like, was what so what did you do? and I was like yeah just on a ship and it's kind of nothing really happening and you were like what I was like yeah it's just you know it's a bit of a nothing yeah um, basically we have an, a phrase in in uh, the UK and it's like basically pissed on your chips <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they could put that uh, one together. <laughs> yep, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's okay," but you know, it was, it was just fine, I guess. Um, and I have, through uh, you know, an uh, impatient ten-year-old, been made to replay this over and over and over. And I've actually really gotten into it to the point of <laughs> I actually play it without him a lot of the time now. Um, and it's, it is a very, very good game. It's um, it's got the sense of adventure. And it mm. reminds me, weirdly, of when I was a kid, 
and I used to read a lot of books and I'd kind of always pause and just kind of picture that world in my head. Mm. Um, and that's what it's got about it. It's got this, it's fantastical. I think that's the best word I can use is it's a fantastical game where it does fuel the imagination and it does have me panicking sometimes. Like, you know, you're stuck in, you're stuck in a tomb, an old pirate's tomb and you're trying to solve a puzzle and it just, it's just filling up with water. Um, and just like I've got, to, I've got to make this work, or I don't want to lose the last three hours of my life. Um, and it is, it's an exciting game that I really hope I'm going to push this again. I would probably kill to see this in VR. Yeah, I would. I think that would be awesome. That would be horrifying. Yeah. But yeah, no. And I, I just want to jump back really quick because what you said brought me back. What, what really? changed the tide for me on Assassin's Creed Odyssey was mm -hmm. um, I found a cave and it opened up into a whole new adventure like Skyrim. And I went, uh... oh, expletive. This is a whole different world. This is Skyrim. So, and I think that's really our uh, basis of what I compare other games to, like that, mm -hmm. in search for that. In Sea of Thieves, man, it, what it's become like really urges that sense of adventure like you said i agree with you mm -hmm. and uh i want to put more time into that and i thought i'd never say that um it's definitely made a resurgence and thanks to you and your son i mean i appreciate that too so maybe it's it's come from a runner-up to a, a mainstay but yeah you're yeah, having think, fun with it <laughs> absolutely i think um i think it's definitely this uh, lockdown period has taught me video games are escapism and you should use yeah. them as such um, yeah. because I, I think, I don't know whether you were the same before, but you had these intrusions of modern life and you didn't really have a time to sit down and properly game and appreciate what they are as a form. Mm -hmm. Now you're actually in there and you're under this pressure where I, I don't know about you, I need to escape to another world to be able to cope for another day. Yeah. Just having video games there where you can just solely focus, um, and not to harp back to VR, but I've noticed mm -hmm. this as well, is a VR headset is perfect for forcing you to really concentrate on something. Well, yeah, you can't you can't turn your eyes anywhere else. Like you're no. trapped. I I watched um, Disney Plus. I watched a few a few things on Disney Plus in it, and that's like being in your own personal cinema or an IMAX screen. See, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's watching cool. this, and you take in so much more to the point of I'm remembering bits of stuff. And I've only watched it once, but I'm like, I wonder if that's because that's I've been forced to look at that and I've got no distractions around me. Mm. Um, so I'm excited. I'm going to be looking at doing some VR tours as well in it. So that's gonna, awesome. Gonna... Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. If it wasn't for the setup and being knowledgeable about, I don't know, drilling and stuff, I'd do it. But uh, one day, one day, we'll see. So. But yeah, uh, so Sea of Thieves, that's back on my list because I personally think um, they've got to put that in their AR headset or VR headset, whatever Microsoft is doing with virtual reality, because if not, someone's going to hack it and they'll just do it and make Microsoft look foolish. True. Um, so they have to do it. But yeah, Sea of Thieves, absolutely fantastic. Uh, love it to bits. Um, look forward to playing it all the time. And I'm amazed you haven't jumped back in and uh, decided to play. No, well, invite me and I will you know just yeah you know finding the time is always fun that, that's it it's a bit Go of a time sink that game so for your number two Mike, speaking what of you time sinks yeah this game uh, 
And I was the biggest pessimist about this. And Glenn, uh, for our new listeners, I really want you to tell the story as opposed to me. My number two is going to be Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> you I didn't hear that reaction? That coming. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know that was coming. That, that's actually a bit of a shock. Mike is the biggest hater of Nintendo I've ever met to the point of <laughs> to the point of I, I think it's fair to say that if I could show you the most amazing game in the world and if it had the Nintendo logo pop up at the end you'd be like no you'd be spitting on it um, and Mike went out and well you have to the, set it up yeah. you gotta yeah, set basically, it up the countdown okay so it's 2017 it's late February the Switch is going to launch in March I'm really excited about it I'm like I'm getting one day one Blah, 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 blah. Um, I couldn't actually secure day one stock. I got my like day two, three, four. Mm. Mike is calling me a moron. He said, you're an idiot buying that console. Yep. It's just a Zelda box. It's a piece of crap. It's what Nintendo usually bring out. It's a toy. Everything under the sun is this, it's that. Don't buy one. Blah, 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 blah. That's me. Mike goes round to one of his friends for a gathering. And the next thing I do is I'm getting a text saying, I've bought the Switch. It's like, okay. He's like... I'm playing Zelda and I'm seven years old again. Yep. And I'm like, what the hell? And this, this <laughs> lasted a couple of days. And then he was back to the old, no, it's a piece of garbage. F Zelda. It's trash. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, well, I think it's one of the best games ever made. You see our episode a couple of uh, episodes ago. Uh, I'd say it's one of the best games ever made. Blah, blah, blah. And we had this back and forth going for months and months and months. And then it went quiet. And this is where Mike's going to pick up and tell you why he's changed his mind. Yeah. Uh, and what brought this on. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, listen, it's... <laughs> how do I even defend myself after that? Everything you said is right. I mean, it, it, it comes down to that game transformed me back into a child, okay? Every time I picked it up afterwards, um, it, it wasn't the same. You know, there's nothing quite like the first time of just being transformed into another world. Um, but the game is a great game. And I've never said that about any other Zelda because I, I really didn't like it except for the N64 one. But I am still at the last boss, like waiting for the summer to beat it because I just don't want that experience to end, to be quite honest. it. Uh, it looking back on it, it provided me with many hours of fun many hours of torture, mental torture, and cheating and looking things up online. But uh, it's a good game. It deserves the accolades. It is a feat to video gaming, and I was wrong. I was right on the first day, and then the following months I was definitely wrong on that. So I think that it, it, it comes back to all of these, Glenn, everything we've said tie back into a sense of wonder. In Zelda... Mm -hmm. That game specifically is so foreign to me since I, I hate Nintendo or hated whatever it is that this just brought a sense of, whoa, that, that's different. Oh, oh, that's you can do that. So it, it, what I'm finding is, and this will come for my next one, but essentially that game just broke me down, broke down the shells around me and said, shut up, you idiot. Just be a kid and enjoy the damn video game and leave your goddamn uh, opinions at the door. You know, and it, and it did it so much so there wasn't much of a choice. By the end of it, you're just going, that was a phenomenal experience. Okay, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, 
that's really it for me. I mean, it, it, it beats you up with how simplistic and complicated it is. And that's always the sign of a great game. Oh, this is simple. Yeah, but it's really hard to master. You know, and not that... Absolutely. And that's what Zelda was. You know, it's it, you could get through it if you're an idiot like me. But if you really put in the time, you can get something great out of that. So I'm going to eat crow. Zelda Breath of the Wild. I was wrong. Um, and I think it deserves its... Definitely deserves a spot on the top ten. Somewhere. Uh, probably number ten. <laughs> but it, it, it was a great game. Very good game. So... That brings us down to the last one, Glenn. Yes, and talking about last ones, my number one, and this is a game I have slated for seven, seven years. I have said this game was overhyped. I don't get the big fuss about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's absolute trash, garbage, rubbish, whatever expletives you want to use. Said it didn't deserve any of its awards. It's just a, it's just a boring game yeah you hated this repetitive one. uh and again <laughs> lockdown has actually changed my opinion on this because i forced myself to sit down and play it again and it is <clears throat> ah, the last of us <laughs> wow finally yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I genuinely I had every single person I ever expressed my opinion to that I hated The Last of Us was aghast and were like and they'd make valid defences it's such an emotional story blah blah and mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be like yeah but you know it's just you're just ducking behind things all the time um, I, I hate it <laughs> which I is an just... accurate description of the game yeah it is ducking uh, simulator when... yeah it is a ducking simulator ducking and hiding <laughs> yeah but I actually play. I actually got the. Uh, I actually got it this time because I, I replayed the game, and then I kind of got more involved with Ellie's story. Mm -hmm. And um, and I actually think, you know, I think <laughs> lockdown actually amplified this game for me because oh, yeah. you know you got Joel who couldn't save his own family, mm -hmm. and he's kind of got a, a shot of redemption with saving Ellie. Yeah, and that's all it that's kind of the, the point of it and I think actually seeing it through his eyes and then uh, obviously Ellie becomes Joel's protector uh, and it kind of really got to me and I actually got quite emotional playing it to the point of like oh god like this has actually impacted me yeah. um, and I, I actually I got it and that's that, that's the thing it's taken me seven years but I finally got it to the point of us as a I actually understand the emotion that this game does bring out in people and it's taken a bloody pandemic <laughs> to actually get get to me. Like, oh, I actually understand this now. Well, it's relatable. You yeah, know? it is. And before this, it really wasn't. It was just like, oh, okay, another post-apocalyptic game, whatever. It's like, well, we're kind of living in it. So, oh, man, I'm so happy. Now, big question, because the game is one thing. Have you played the DLC? Uh, Left Behind? Yes. Not yet. Okay. Your whole opinion might change after that okay it is is it, is it best if i steer clear of it no it's best if you play it play it like stop okay. recording and go play that immediately because okay. to me like yes the last of Us story was incredible that dlc is so mm, i don't want to say anything i don't want to say a damn word to you play that dlc because i'm dying to hear your thoughts next week because it's life-changing it, like it just be prepared 
That's all I'm going to say. It, it is just as good, if not better, than the actual game. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah, you got to play that. Because to me, that is part of the Last of Us universe, part of the story. As where sometimes DLC is separate, like, oh, try this mission. Yeah, no, this is an extension and dive so deep into other aspects you haven't even thought of. Play it. Play it. I still remember it, and this was seven years ago. Exactly what the DLC is, exactly the emotions it brought up. So, yeah, play it, please, so we can talk about it again. Okay, I will I'll definitely get on that and bring it back next week. Nice. Well, third, okay. third one is kind of linked to the last one. Got it? Linked? Uh, so, um, my third and final one, which I'm uh, still eats me up, but it's true, is my biggest regret is the Switch. <laughs> Screw you, Glenn. <laughs> but, okay, so listen. It's a console, and I now see that it is viable and useful, okay? Mm. Um, will it ever replace anything? No, it's No, it's not. But it serves a function, and the game that has caused me to pick this up every day, as we know, is Animal Crossing. But I am now playing the Switch more than any other console besides PC. PC always reigns first. But it, it, uh, I'm like choking on these words. <laughs> it, it is a good console. And I almost looped Nintendo into here. And I'm going to. Because you know me and Nintendo and everyone now knows. But mm -hmm. Nintendo has a way and the Switch has a way of chiseling away your ego and just saying, this is fun. This isn't meant for a kid. This isn't meant for an adult. This is supposed to be fun. And the Switch does that. The, the, the graphics aren't the best, but it, it's about the game. And the Switch mm -hmm. has some really fun games that you can't get anywhere else. So uh, I have destroyed the Switch for months after I bought it. For years, even. Um, but... I pick it up every day now. Um, I think it's a valuable, valuable thing, and it's provided hours of fun. So I'm going to say that I was definitely wrong, that it's, uh, it's a fun device, and especially it has such an easy point of entry for anyone, like a grandmother, a kid, any age could get this device and be like, all right, I can find something that I'd enjoy here. So uh, I think it's... Uh, deserves a spot up here that to say, you know what, maybe it's not all that bad. Nintendo, I'm not there yet, and my other runner-up was No Man's Sky, and that, hell no. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I debated for a day if I'm ready to forgive No Man's Sky, and the answer is still no. Granted, they have done incredible work since the launch day, but that's, that's still something I'm not willing to give up. But the Switch, absolutely. I think we... Uh, it's fun. I think it's a fun console. So I'm going to eat that, sit with it, and continue to hope that they prove me uh, wrong with my initial assessment and give me fun stuff. So. Well, there you go. This whole episode was worth uh, just to hear that, just to hear those words come out of your mouth. Uh, it was definitely worth it, I think. And I think definitely. this all comes down to being open 
and also three, two, three things: being open, providing a sense of wonder, which we all need, you know, and mm -hmm. playing the game at the correct time in your life, where it yeah. has an impact. Um, at least that's my takeaway from this discussion. Um, but really, being open-minded in the face of just your ego saying, no, you idiot, this is trash, don't play it, trying yep. to give things a second chance. And I think that's just a good lesson. So, uh, Yeah, I think that is. I think sometimes we just need to step away and go, why don't I like this? Now, what is my reasoning behind not liking this? Yeah. You know, uh, to spin it around, you know, one of the biggest wastes I had was, um, you and I both spent a lot of time, was uh, Destiny. Yes. Uh, you know, we are hyped as hell for that game, and I, I wish I hadn't given it the time of day now. See, I, I feel different because, like, you know, it provided a lot of hours of fun for us. But mm -hmm. at the end of it, we came away with a shallow experience. You know, um, it, it was really what we made out of it and what the developers did that by the end of it, we just realized, hey, it's more of the same thing. Yep. And there's not much more to this. And all the games that we've spoken about today, really, there is an ending to them, but the journey is so vast that it's more about the journey. You know, like uh, Zelda, like Assassin's Creed, you know, like all of these things are endless in hours, but mm -hmm. the stuff you do along the way. Destiny was just, it seemed, chunked time. And what I mean by that is play two hours, we're done with it. There's no sense of, oh, let's go back and, and try this. It was just run, gun, done. You know, yeah. that's my experience. I don't know what, what you felt, but yeah, that that was kind of it. It was just uh, it's something very easy to actually just sink into, and that's it. You're done. You're yeah. As you no, say, no commitment, really. No. Yeah. So no, I, I feel you on that. But um, we're getting. I guess it's just appreciation, which is a good thing, you know. But uh, I wonder how many more regrets there will be. Uh, and how many stupid ideas I'll, I'll spout out of my face. But uh, let's uh, quickly, I want to ask you, what is something, because for me it's No Man's Sky, that just like draws the line in the sand for you, and you're just like, you know what? No, I'm not going to give this up. Like, th this is just a no-brainer. I'm never going to forgive you. How dare you? Like, is there a game, or is it, is it what... Is it in you that just says, you know what, that's unforgivable. I'm done with this. Um, it's a tough question. You know what? No, I've got to say, uh, generally, anything... I mean, as a general rule, EA kind of like... Any game they put out, I'm like, nope. Yeah, okay. Uh, and yeah, that's because like, of their past games? Yeah, it's their part. I mean, they got money out of me because it was a Star Wars game for uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think if that was anyone else, I probably would have ordered the art book, I'd have ordered the collector's edition, everything, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that EA's just business practices is trying to force you to buy these little bolt-ons and take out subscription packs and they want mm -hmm. these little microtransactions, the worst offenders ever. So and, uh, the business just, practice. Yeah, it's the business practice. I, I don't really want to give them any money. Um, and that's it. It's kind of like you, you really have to, you'd have to produce um, an Oscar-worthy game <laughs> to actually even get me to look at an EA game. I okay. mean, Fallen Order, I kind of looked at that and I was like, yeah, that, I suppose that might be okay. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, that's it's, it's kind okay. of like that's it. I draw the line with them. So when you give a company a chance multiple times and then they just completely fail to deliver, or mm-hmm. yeah, no, I get that. I I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's expectations and then them not being met for me. Like yeah. really, like I, I I think we're pretty forgiving for the most part. But if they just fall so far below what was promised, like No Man's Sky. It, there's just no redemption in my eyes. You know, if you promise something like this PS5, I'm going, hey man, that's a really good demo. But when I see the games, if it's not up to that, I'm going to say, sorry, I'm not getting that. So it's, yeah. it's, don't set expectations and then give us a garbage product, which has been in the industry forever, man. They say, look at this at E3. Look at this beautiful demo. And then you get the game and it looks like, a, I don't know, a pineapple. Like it doesn't yeah. even look like a game. So. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. So, but so, uh, if you have any of your own opinions or biggest regrets, or you want to attack us and say we're wrong, or <laughs> like listening to, to this right. podcast, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, reg- I regret the, uh, the downloading hour. this one. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is going into the nope pile. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at t grumpets pod. Or if you're a bit old-fashioned and fancy writing us a letter, you can reach out to us, tgrumpitspod at gmail.com. Uh, but that's pretty much all I've got for this week. Yeah, I'd say that I feel good about that one. Uh, that was cathartic in a way, just to get it out and say, you know what, that's good. That's it do you for know, me Do you well. know what would be good? I'm yeah. thinking talking about games publishers is we should do a list of our favorite games from our favorite game publishers. And then do the worst games and the worst game publishers and just see if there's any correlation there. Glenn, I think we did that for the past 44, 45 episodes now. I mean, yeah, we have that list. But yeah, sure. I mean, why not? I mean, also, people out there tell us what you want to hear as well. You know, like we like debating. We like talking, obviously. But uh, this this was a good one. I'd like to do the, something along the style again. It was a lot of fun. I think so. I think so. Let's make this show a bit more interactive. Um Uh, And that's it for me for this week. I have been Glenn. And I have been Mike. Farewell. Take care.